so that brings us to uh, our next song. Well, we're halfway through the album already. This is called Look But You Can't Touch. I love the progression. I love the build of this song. Yeah, you know, the 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 way that it starts, and then the way that the the verse starts, then it changes. It adds a little bit more, and then it changes and becomes like a, a solid uh, beat. But that one beat just throws me off so much. It's like da da da. Like it, it's delayed just a little yeah. bit. That throws me off on that first pass, and then the second pass, it's right, and then the third pass is just played straight. So I love the progression of that. But man, that first beat just throws me off every time. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> this song is kind of um, all over the place. I remember when I was a kid, I loved this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think because a lot of times, like the the themes too in it were like, uh, you know, I hadn't heard stuff like this before because I mean, you know, he's basically talking about like, hey, I'm trying to get this trying to get this girl to have sex with me, and she's just like, hey, wait a minute, Brett, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he referenced himself again, which pisses me off. Right. But I will say that one of the things that I love about this song is that riff, that opening riff is yeah. just like so awesome. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's really heavy. It just, it really cements the fact that like, I really think I underrated this album in terms of like the guitar tone um, and some of the riffs, which I still think is really good. And um, I don't really love the way that the verses start as much when he's like, this is the hip, you know, Brett Michaels storytelling mm-hmm. lyrics slash vocals. Um, and, and when he does that little purr at the beginning too, I'm just like, ugh, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> but when the, um, but when the, when the, uh, when the verse kicks in and they get back to that main riff, um, it's just, it's really, I really love the groove that the, the song gets into. Um, I think, uh, it's just the, the kind of, uh, the, the story, like the storytelling nature behind like the lyrics and the way he delivers the vocals don't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, like it's the one part of the song, which is a main part of the song I could do without, but I mean, I really do love grooving to that main riff. Yeah. Um, which I think is really great. It's really awesome. I, I would agree. I think the main riff is fantastic. I love the way it starts and it kind of has that open space like Speed King or Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire and has that room for the vocals to cut through, but then slowly takes it away, yeah. you know, through the the next two progressions of that. Um, yeah, lyrically, you know, there's bands that that have made their living on songs about love and sex. Take Whitesnake or the Scorpions, where that's pretty much all they talk about, right? They have the occasional song that strays from that. What I don't like about these lyrics and what I see a lot of it, it with with bands like Poison and maybe Motley Crue a little bit too, is it's it's not about what happened. It's about look at how cool I look telling the story about what happened. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to hook up with this chick, not 
hooking up with this chick. It's like, look at me and look at how cool I am. It's it's a different it's a difference in the perspective, I guess, that the the way the story is being told um, that I don't like because it's just I don't know. It just feels like, look at how cool I am. And I think that's what turns me off to it. Yeah, I could I could see that. I could see that. Um, for me, I don't know if it's really the the uh, the content of the lyrics so much as the 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 delivery of the lyrics because he's he's kind of telling the and I mean you know what that might have something to do with it is like he's he's bragging about being this master coxman right and right. so he's like so now I'm telling this story about it and the way he's telling the story in the lyrics is like the the vocal delivery is kind of like really quirky and he's just kind of like which I mean you know I think that's that's um at the same time I think it's a cool thing it's different you know um rather than trying to sing it straight or whatever, but it makes you really aware that he's telling, telling this story. Like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's very, it can be very off putting, you know, it's like after a while, it's like, I don't want to really listen to this anymore. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, the, <laughs> just get over yourself. Okay. Yeah. Like, just, just tell me what happened. Don't tell me about how, you know, great you are. It's, yeah. I, I guess that's, that's the thing for me. And, and I notice a lot of that and I noticed a lot of that with him. Like he's very much a attention seeking person, which is fine. You know, that's his personality. But I noticed a lot of that on The Apprentice. He he's a good guy. Like he has an incredible heart. He'll he's one of those do anything for you kind of people. At least I'm I'm judging this based on the show because I've never met him. I don't know him. I don't know mm-hmm. anybody that knows him. Um, but that's the impression I get of him. But I also get like he's the but look at what I'm doing. At the same point, he's like, I want you to know I did this. It's like uh, years ago, I was working in this office and they were doing a a, a charity collection for they were putting together these packs for kids. Right. And uh, it was like a toothbrush and a toy and some crayons and, you know, deodorant or whatever. And they were putting them in this little bag for the kids. I'm like, that's a really cool thing. So what I didn't like about the way they had structured this was they were doing uh, raffles. So if you put in a certain amount of money, you would get a raffle ticket and then you could get like a big screen TV or, you know, a, a PlayStation or whatever. I'm like, that's a like, that's a lot of money that you're taking away from the kids as an incentive to give people a reason to give money to kids. Like, I don't get the, I don't get how that works. Like just, if you want to yeah. give money to the kids, just give it. So um, I, I put like, five or 10 bucks in an envelope. And I left it under the keyboard of the the person who was running the contest. Didn't put my name on it. Like, I don't care. I'm not trying to get anything out of it. I just wanted to help the kids. And then, and sure enough, I walk into work and there's this big email who left this envelope on my desk. You need to come and get your raffle ticket. I'm like, no, I just, I didn't say, I never responded to the email. I didn't say anything. And I was, I was waiting to see if someone else would to try and get a, you know, a free raffle ticket. But every day for a week, it was, I still need to know who this person was. I'm like, you don't get it. Like, sometimes you just do things because they're the right things to do. It's Mm -hmm. not about taking credit. It's not about, you know, getting something out of it or whatever. Like, for me, it was just, I just wanted to do something to help. And I kind of feel like, like on in in the lyrics, when I hear lyrics like this, I kind of feel it's like people who want to help, but want to be seen giving help. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which is a whole different thing. And that and that's why I hate the perspective he's telling the story from. Yeah. So that's that's my very long way of saying get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I mean, I, I musically I think it's a great song. I, I I think it's got a lot to offer. I I think the again, the mix is great. I love the guitar tone. 
The drums don't bother me as much on this because I think they're very buried in the guitar. So yeah. the balance works a little bit better. And I, I think it's kind of, it's not that it's growing on me, but I'm used to it by this right, point. Yeah. You know, but still stop it. Uh, our next song is called Fallen Angel. Bet that's about a chick. Maybe. <laughs> I don't like the delivery of that last line. It was so forced. <laughs> so forced. When when the song first started, I remember, so I listened to this album for the first time yesterday. And I mm-hmm. remember when this started, I thought, is this looks that killed by Motley Crue? Oh, yeah. The opening riff had that similar feeling to it. Um, but I think this is a pretty good rocker. Um, I, I, you know, a, a, another story. But um, I, I think musically, this has got a good groove to it. It's got a good tempo. Um, I would listen to it again. What are your feelings on it? This was another one that was um, high rotation on MTV with the video. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember seeing it like and hearing it a million times. Um, so I always thought that this was an, another good one. Now that now I hear the the looks that kill like, you know, major key version or something like that. Right. But, it's, but it is another good riff and it's another good groove. And this is another storytelling song by brett michaels the the uh the the uh the young the young girl who has her hope set on coming to la and making it big and uh she's fresh off the bus from some hick town somewhere else and you know all that kind of stuff so it's just like all right you know uh but um and and the whole video reflected that too i remember it was the it was uh was it like really literal yeah, like they showed her getting off the bus and then she was on the casting couch and like slapped. I, I can't remember. I think she like slapped the guy in the face when he tried to make a pass at her. Oh, and then yeah. She, yeah, you know, I remember walking, that. You know, walking down the, the sidewalk trying to like, you know, she's trying to make it, you know. Mm. Um, but um, but yeah, it's basically about a, a song about somebody following their dreams, uh, kind of like they did, you know, because they moved from Pennsylvania to uh, to L.A. Um, mm. to to uh to to make it but uh because there was no scene out there apparently yeah um but um but yeah overall i thought you know i this is another song that is kind of burned into my brain um i i, I always liked it mm-hmm. um i think that this is like the the uh the op- the guitar melody the opening guitar melody or solo by cc deville kind of shows a little more uh restraint from them it's it sounds a little more smooth a little more melodic yeah. um which is another identifying like what i a characteristic of this song when i hear this song i think of that mm-hmm. so um i definitely think that this is where you know poison can get more um more melodic um and uh yeah it was definitely a catchy song and this is one of the ones that i liked i can't i don't know if it was a hit or not but it was definitely played a lot on mtv yeah. Um, it, it's interesting as, as we've gone through this album, I almost feel like I'm watching them grow up and become better writers and performers from the beginning song to where we're at now. 
Like I think that yeah. opening solo was was perfect. You know, it, it really showed the emotion. It didn't sound bad. It didn't overplay the song. Like whereas at the beginning of the album, I was like, you know, I think it was a little too much. I, I almost feel like Cece is getting better as the album goes. And it's weird to say because I know that they don't record the songs necessarily in the order that they end up on the album. But right. I almost feel as a listener, like he's getting better and better as we go along. No, I yeah, I think that I agree. It's 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 it is weird to think about that. It's just like with each song, you're like, oh, they seem to be progressing a little bit, and then you know the next one is like we we get to is is like the the height of that. Yeah. Um. But um. But yeah, and I mean, this is a, another Brett Michaels storytelling uh, song. But I mean, I uh, except for maybe that one delivery of the lyrics you didn't like. Yeah. I like that he is delivering it in more of a, a, a songwriting fashion. You, you listen to it as a song, not as yeah. a, a novelty of him basically like, you know, almost like a David Lee Roth, like talking to you yeah. type of vocal delivery than a singing it as part of the song delivery. Mm. Like, because you don't, you don't notice that he's like singing about, uh, you know, he's telling a story about somebody, but it's not like a, a Hey, listen type of thing. Well, I think that's um, what I didn't like about that. I, I I felt like he was telling a story and then all of a sudden he felt like, oh, I have to be singing. So I'm going to force something in there to make it sound like I'm singing. And it just, that's what didn't work for me. I think if he would have yeah. just kept, kept with the, you know, just the storytelling perspective, I think would have, would have worked better. But overall, I, 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 this is another song that I have to say, uh, beauty and sim- in simplicity really shines through because it's not, again, it's not a difficult song. It's not a technical song. It's just a very well performed and, and, and constructed piece of music. Yeah. Yeah. So our next song, uh, I, I'm sure pretty much everybody would know. Um, it's this probably uh, for me was, a, it, and it's a song that I'll just go in saying, I absolutely love the song to this day, as many times as I've heard it, if it comes on the radio, I'll stop and listen to it. It's, it's just a fantastic piece of music. Every rose has its thorn. Last silently stealing in the dead of the night Although we both lie close together We feel miles apart inside Was it something I said or something I did Did my words not come out right Though I tried not to hurt you Though I tried But I guess that's why they say I I think this is Brett's best performance by far on the album from start to finish. I I have zero things to say bad about it. Yeah, I I agree. Uh for what you said before the song started was um no matter how many times I hear it, um I mean this version, uh you got a couple of guys in a bar doing uh like a uh, 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 taking requests for an acoustic song an 80s cover band um you hear it at a wedding you hear it like uh, on a jukebox in a bar there's no way that you're not gonna love this song um if this is the genre of music you're into like it's because it's it's easy to sing along to the the theme is uh very relatable i remember that the uh the 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 video again was like uh kind of 
two different things of like Brett Michaels sitting alone on a stool playing the the acoustic, but also it was kind of weaved in with uh, like a live performance video as well. So that's another thing that's kind of like burned it into my brain. But I mean, at this point, like, uh, I mean, I was there in real dead. Like, this is one of these songs that I can't believe I was there in real time watching it explode and become big. Yeah. Um, and now it's just one of these songs, like I said to me and probably millions of others is like a phenomenon. Um, you hear it and you're just like, how do you not know this song? Right. And, um, and this was one too. This was the song that, um, I can't remember where I like heard it or read about it. And it was recently, like within the past year, um, which I'd never heard. And I'm surprised that I haven't heard it until now was, is that this could have been a huge song for a country artist. Oh yeah. And when you said the thing about hearing that, that, uh, that kind of country vibe in the, um, um which, which song was it earlier um, it was the first or second one wasn't it no the the harmonica song um good love oh good love yeah. right right i mean this obviously showcases or that already showcased that they they had that kind of um that kind of uh influence in their writing but it's like as soon as and i don't know if they played a clip of like a country artist doing this because it must have been i must have seen it on tv or something um but i was like wow i never thought of that like this is basically a country song <laughs> well it and, is um, and, and if you think in 88 country was still pretty much country you get into you know the the mid 90s and country and pop were really starting to have kind of a crossover if this song came out today I wonder if it would be classified as country because it it does really seem to qualify. Now you think about bands like Shania Twain who have made rock <clears throat> and country kind of a new country. I think this would fit. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know who any of the big kind of pop country artists are now, but I mean, if you gave it to them, like the only one I ever think of is like Garth Brooks, right? Yeah. Like, and, and when you were talking about crossovers, I think it was like shortly after this is when he was huge or became huge as a crossover artist. I mean, if he had taken this song and done a version of it, it would have sounded right at home. Oh yeah. Um, which, like I said, it's, it's really interesting when you hear other people, um, say these takes on a song 20, 30 years later, even. And they're just like, oh yeah, that was a, um, that could have been a whatever genre song. You're like, I never heard it as a country song. And it's like, now it makes total sense. And I really don't like pop country music. I know that, uh, it's, it's very different from say traditional country music, which I'm not very versed in. I don't know a lot about it, but, um, I mean, I, I still think it's really like enjoyable. Like, I mean, if, if there was maybe a, a country version of it, I would listen to it and I'd probably enjoy it too, because at the core, it's just a really, it, it's just a great song. There's no, there's no way around it. I, I'm sure somebody has covered it in the country world by now. If, if not in the studio, I'm sure they've done it live. Uh, yeah. Cause it's just, it's just a perfect song for that. I mean, from lyrical content to, uh, to music, it's, it's something, I think this song will always stand the test of time because it's so identifiable. You know, no matter what, yeah. the story is told in a way that you can't help but to think back to when this has happened to you or or at least somebody very close to you. Um, but it's uh, it's a great song. Brett's vocal delivery, especially at the end when when he you know finds out that she's found somebody and just that that knife cutting him all over again, because now it's like, all right, I'm starting to get over it. Oh, look, you're with somebody else. Hey, thanks for ripping that wound open. 
you know, and, and we've all gone through that. You know, we we kind of think that people won't move on and we realize our, um, not that we're not important, but we realize that they've moved on beyond us and we don't have a, that same relevance to them anymore. That yeah. is breaking up all over again. And I, I really feel that when he sings that line. And I think that that is something that um, I mean, this this was like a huge staple of like uh, my my junior high and high school dances. <laughs> right. So, um, I mean, think about it as like a like a preteen and a teen listening to this song and those themes are relatable. And then even at our age now, the, that theme is relatable. Yeah. Right. Because it's uh, you could feel that way as like a kid with your first love or you could feel that way about your uh, your your ex spouse, even um, sure. as as a as a middle aged person, it's like I think that's another thing too. Is like uh, even though it's not a new theme by any stretch of the imagination, it's um it's definitely one that I think everybody can relate to. Oh yeah, and I think you could even stretch that a little further, and that this might be going too far, but I, I think you could take the same concept of this and stretch that to friends that you've lost you know, over time, and or or a pet. You know, just anything that you've loved and been attached to and all of a sudden has been ripped from your life for whatever reason. Um, yeah, the theme of loss. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I think that this that that's why a song like this will always. But but is it kind of strange when you think about the lyrical content of this song for it to be played at like a, a school dance? Because normally you would be playing like happy songs. Even if you're playing a ballad, it would be, you know, a love ballad or, you know, something like that. Not like love song by Tesla or or Every Rose Has Its Thorn, because those are about breakups and pain and hurt. The fuck yeah. would you play this at a school dance? But you <laughs> well, play this was the one that they slow dance to. They yeah. slow dance to it. You know, this was a slow dance song. Yeah. But it's weird that that you would be like, oh, I love you so much. Let's listen to this breakup song and be together. It, it like the concept of the lyrical content, the message of the song and yeah. that venue just does not line up. Even though right. like musically, I get it's like a hold me close and let's enjoy the fact that we're together kind of musically song. But the message, I think it's just an odd thing to. Have um, it be a slow dance song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of love songs from the 80s that they could have picked to to play, um, you know, plenty of them. But but it's like they probably did that with songs like Time After Time by Cindy Lauper, which is, again, about loss and you know, uh, not being with that person anymore. And, uh, but it was a popular song in the, in the early eighties. So I'm sure that that was played at the dances. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I probably think too deeply about things like that, but well, no, me, because I like, mean, if you, know, if, if you think about it, the musical content, right. It lends itself. Oh, this would be a great slow song. Hey honey, let's, let's have this be our first dance song at our wedding. And then you look at the lyrics and you're like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's like if you, if, if they wanted to play a punk song, they wouldn't pick uh, Sowin's All Murder, All Guts, All all Fun and just be dancing around to that because that would just make no sense. They would pick a punk song, you know. Uh, so I, I I just, I don't know. I tend to think about things like that and go, we yeah. we did a lot of things that didn't make any sense. And I'm sure that goes on today, mm. you know. Just, well, I think years later, too, like, um, uh, again, with uh, Brett Michaels at the beginning of the song, like, <sighs> it's like, oh, all right, the, the big deep breath, like, Boy, here we go. I'm yeah. going to sing this sad song. It's like him with all the weird vocal shit. It's just like now it's like I'm listening for it. And I'm like starting to realize how hokey it all is. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, if, if they would have put this in, say, coming out of the solo, 
would have been, I think, a little bit better placement for it because you're it, it instead of just, OK, I've got to deal with this and have it separate and so pointed <laughs> out. I think if it would have been blended in a little bit and you're like as he's gearing up for that final verse, which is the most powerful of the song for him to go. All right, I got to deal with this or him having that, you know, you could imagine as him seeing her with the other person and having that realization, you know, whatever. Mm. Uh, I think it would have worked a little bit better and it would have been less cheesy. Yeah, but I mean, I guess in the in the bubble of this album and what it is and the time and everything, I guess you could just be like, well, okay, I get it. Yeah, if but, I if I'm in the car for this ride, I'm just going to accept whatever he does at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's already been done. It's already been done yeah. for like 30 something odd years, so may as well just accept it. Well, and the other thing I think that's odd is the placement of it on the album because we're really looking at song 8 out of 10 for the ballad and usually you're looking at song 2 or 3. You know, so yeah. I, I I think that's kind of interesting too that they put it so far back in the mix of the album. Um yeah, but I, I, in the the overall scope of the album, to me, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess just from knowing the song order of the album for so many years, like I can't hear it any other way. Like to me, it's like the the most perfect placement on the the album because you had all the side one, you had a couple of songs from side two where, like the last one was like a little more serious. You're just like, all right, we're talking about this girl who went to LA to make it. Right. And now here's the big breakup song. Like the album's getting heavier in theme. Mm-hmm. So now after this, you got, you, you, there's only, the only way to go is up with right. the, the tone. And where is that going to be? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's very well done though. I, I do like the song in, in a way that, like I said, it, it stands the test of time for me. And there's, there's so many songs that I think really just define more of my youth and really seem to be locked into that time. Whereas this one, for some reason, just kind of expands over, over my whole life. I can listen to it now and and be like, this is a really good song. Yeah. You know, so we've only got a couple songs left. We're, we're down to the one cover. So, so here's an interesting side note. When I was, when I downloaded the album, so I have the digital copy of it and I'm looking at the, the credits, right? The, the, uh, the metadata credits and they're all jumbled. All the songs are credited to all four members of the band, but each song has them in different orders. It's hmm. almost like they all said, I have to be first on at least two songs. And that's how you're going to, yeah. because why would you not just do them all the same way? You yeah. know, like alphabetical order or whatever it is. 